Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Tuesday, 5th July, 2022. Our bit today comes from John 14, verse 6, which we all know says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Well, it's Tuesday now, a wet, dark day, and all the Happy Canada Day and 4th of July festivities are over. It's back to the same old, same old, unappealing, unexciting, dreary, tiring working life. But isn't it amazing that we can party all day and all night and not get tired? But walk a couple of days? Oh, brother, and like we are so tired, we can't even move. We're just ready for the grave. <laughs> and I guess that's the difference between doing things we like and things we don't like. And maybe it's also why so many of us don't read God's word and then live by it. We simply don't enjoy reading or living by it. But listen up here. <laughs> we don't like walking, but we go to work. Yes, we go to work, though, because we know that's the source of our livelihood, the source of money or remuneration to put bread on our table, keep a roof over our head, and clothes on our backs. Well, you know what? Reading and living by God's word is even more important than that because it's the source of true peace, love, joy, salvation, heaven, and eternal life. And it's quite okay not to read or live by it if you don't desire those things. But if you do desire them, then living for, living with, and in Christ is absolutely necessary. Now, here are a couple of Bible verses which I think solidify that argument. The first one is what Jesus said to Thomas, the doubting disciple, when he proclaimed, not knowing the way to where Jesus was headed, that's back to heaven. Jesus solemnly informed him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So right there, we see that if we don't embrace Jesus, and all that he stands for, we will never be seeing the Father or entering heaven. It's like a snowball's chance of surviving in hell. And the next foundational scripture comes from the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus pointed out how native and its many creatures lived without having to worry about what to eat, drink, or wear neither where to lay their heads. That's because God knew exactly what they needed for their earthly sojourn. Then he told the disciples, in, sorry, rather the people, in very clear and explicit terms, what they needed to do. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. That's do not worry about tomorrow, 
for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil or trouble thereof. And we all know that scripture comes from Matthew 6, 33 to 34. Oh, my people, that is ever such an important aspect of our Christian faith. We must continually seek the spiritual side of life and to a greater degree than the material aspect. As the scholars explain, the believer is to seek first the righteousness that is characteristic of God's kingdom. And then all these things, that's material things, shall be added unto him. In other words, when our priority is spiritual, God will take care of the material. For where God guides, he provides. We need not even worry about tomorrow, for sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. This means that each day has its own troubles and challenges to be responsibly handled without worrying about the hypothetical problems that could arise tomorrow. So friends, the two basic and fundamental aspects of the Christian life are first to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as the way maker and light bearer, the one who lights the way to heaven. And the second is to seek the spiritual righteousness of God. That means concentrate more on the spiritual aspects of our lives than the material, because our God is a good, omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing God, and therefore knows our every need and is very capable of providing them when we seek him with our whole heart, body, and soul. Yes, it's a simple philosophy, friends. However, the inherent sinful nature we possess, plus the rampant evil and evil doors in our world, makes it somewhat difficult to action. But then again, with the help of the Holy Spirit of God, which dwells within believers, and our own persistence and perseverance, we can indeed fight off the enemy's evil wiles and schemes and do what is required of us. We just have to want to do it. And that's a problem so many of us suppose believers have right now. We don't want to do what God desires of us. But we do want to get all the benefits he provides. Unfortunately, unfortunately, though, my people, it doesn't work like that. In God's kingdom, you reap what you sow. And as Uncle Charles, that's Dr. Charles Stanley, likes to add, you reap more than you sow and later than you sow. So if you sow evil, down the road, you'll get even more evil. And if you sow good, then down the road, you'll get even more good than you've sown. It's like getting interest on your money. <laughs> and believe me, friends, there's nobody as generous as our great and faithful gardener. Listen to how he puts it in Malachi, read the payment of tithes. He says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat that's food in mine house, and prove me now herewith said the Lord of hosts. 
if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it? And that comes from Malachi 3.10. Yeah, friends, that's how generous our God can be. And that reminds me of when the Israelites were in the desert on their way to the promised land and kept complaining about the bland-tasting manner with which the Lord was feeding them, and they wanted meat. So what happened? The good book tells us, And there went forth a wind from the Lord, and brought quails from the sea, and let them fall by the camp, as it were a day's journey on this side, and as it were a day's journey on the other side round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. And that comes from Numbers 11.31. But can you imagine how many dead birds that was? A day's journey on either side of the camp and two cubits high? But greed is a hell of a thing, yes, my brethren. And the Lord doesn't play that game at all, at all, at all. So when the Israelites stood up all day and night, and gathered the meat they had so craved and spread it around their tents. The good book declares, yes, I spelled that right. And while the flesh or meat was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, meaning the anger of the Lord was aroused, and the Lord smote or struck down the people with a very great plague. And that comes from Numbers 11 to the tree. You see what happens when we're too craven, my people, when we're too greedy and gravelicious? Our God is sweet and long-suffering and all that good stuff. But there comes a time when he says enough is enough. And believe me, as we see from the many examples of Israelite folly, he's a serious God. He doesn't make jokes. When he says something, he means it. So I would advise us all to take whatever he says in his word very seriously and do our best to live by it. Otherwise, we will indeed pay the hefty price of disobedience and unbelief when he's good and ready. And believe me, that time will surely come. Now, for those of us who truly, truly believe and try our best to do his will, let's go home declaring, all right, I spell declaring twice, right for one day. <laughs> let's go home declaring or choose the mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. Altogether now, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. And no one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And the corollary to that now, my people, is for us to go out, go out now and share that amazing love and friendship of Christ with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. 
much love. And the postscript for today says, only a fool will refuse the good life that Jesus offers. And that's the indisputable truth. Only a fool will, will refuse the life that Jesus offers, the wonderful life of love, joy, peace, salvation, and eternal life in heaven. So please, let's wake up now every day. You got to wake up and keep living for Jesus. It's the only sensible option. And we pray that all of us will do it in his name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.